What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Other Side of the Firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who've made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Tynes. What's up, what's up? And Chris Abacon. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? So welcome to the new format. For those who are uh, watching us, um, nothing changed in the audio. So it, like, come come watch our faces, because we're doing it different. You get to see our faces in a different aspect ratio. Uh, please continue to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, look out for us on your social media platforms of choice. So we're trying to branch out because we have clips that fit on TikTok and uh, YouTube shorts and all the other good stuff, reels, Instagram. Uh, this this platform does a lot of really cool things. So look for more of that. And then on top of it, uh, now you can read uh, about our content. I'm starting to do like a blog on LinkedIn. It's going to stay on LinkedIn for now because it's easier to embed the video and audio. Uh, but in the future, it may branch out to, to other places. But now you can read you can uh, watch and you can listen to us. So we're hitting all the things when it comes to uh, to checking us out. Uh, with that being said, this is Friday episode. So if you've not already, please go back uh, and, and check us out for episode 541. You can uh, hear us speak about and discuss the, uh, the FBI as well as our allies shut down Lockbit, at least for now. Uh, check out 542 for this week, which would be Tuesday, where we discuss the big China leak, where we're finding out how they are able to disrupt their their uh, their neighbors, as well as uh, some of the the tools that they have at their disposal when it comes to breaking MFA and things of that nature. Uh, and then on Wednesday's discussions, which would be 543. I think I got that right. Uh, you can check us out as we have a discussion about how the pharmaceutical uh, I guess industry or the the health industry in general, when it comes to pharmaceuticals, was kind of shut down. There was a, a nationwide disruption, uh, and it impacted United Health, uh, CVS, Walgreens, Publix, GoodRx, the, the DoD. Uh, people couldn't get their, their their medicine. They couldn't get their uh, life saving medicine as well as their Viagra's. So. <laughs> Which in, some cases, which in some cases could be life-saving, but if the marriage falls apart, like... <laughs> big, big facts there. I, I, I joke. Like, there's more important drugs as well. But, I mean, hey, nothing wrong with vitamin V, too. That, hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do you. Be happy. Be, be safe. Be secure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on Thursday, uh, please check out uh, Matthew Hill. I had him on the show. He's really... Uh, uh, a really unique individual. I had a, um, a detailed conversation about his uh, his website and his uh, activity books about Black history. So it's called "We Gonna Learn Today." Uh, is the uh, the website? He has one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Black history website. Uh, he has interactive books and uh, uh, games and activities. He does all the coding and scripting himself. Uh, the man is a retired. Uh, uh, retired Marine veteran. It's a disabled veteran uh, small business, and he is doing great things out there in the community. I put it on the leap day because we got an extra day in Black History Month. <laughs> Check us out. 29 days this month. Uh, and it was a really good conversation. Please please check that one out. 
uh, he's very talented. He's, he's very knowledgeable. He, he threw around some history I didn't know just right off the top of his head. I had to go research it. Uh, one, because the show notes. I had to make sure I got the names right. But two, because it's fascinating. Like there's so much history that is American history that just it doesn't come up uh, enough. And now Friday, everything else. So movies, books, games, all that good stuff. And I have, this is the longest intro I've ever done. So <laughs> without further ado, how was your guys' uh, uh, week? And I'll ask Chris, how was your week? My week was pretty good, honestly. Uh, so remember last week we were talking about we started up the MCU. So this week, so last week we saw uh, Incredible Hulk. I may have mentioned we saw Iron Man 2, but we did. We, so for this week, we mentioned and said we watched Iron Man 2 and uh, Thor. Thor. So we're getting through the MCU slowly but surely. I, it was interesting. I, I felt like Iron Man 2, I, I remember, I remember, I remember I, we did talk about Mickey Rourke last time, but Iron Man 2 was pretty decent. But again, there were like those plot holes and everything. But then Thor. It it was uh, it felt more like its own. That's where I, it for when it it slowed down. I think the MCU slowed down for me, and I actually started liking it. You know, with Thor bringing in more mm. of the bringing more of the cosmic realm, bringing in more of the you know the outside influences and everything. And Wait it was, it was really to... interesting until you get to the dark world. Those were my movies, and then we resubscribed back into. BritBox, we love British TV, so we've been watching a lot of detective shows and things like that. We we watched them. We're we're, we're big into uh, like these uh, whodunits. It's kind of lame, but no, I, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm, I'm down because yeah. my my intro to that was the Columbo. It was the uh, uh, you know the Magnum PI things of that nature. So us, we we we're big into the Agatha Christie. Um, the the Agatha Christie world like Poirot we got Miss Marples and all that stuff so but we we watch a lot of the British TV there's a show called Death in Paradise it's based in a fake Caribbean island it's amazing it's British people there's a British detective the premise is a British detective he and he works with the local in this case it's called Saint Martin that's a real place yeah it is a it, it is a real place or is it Saint it's another Saint it's but it, it's but it's not a it's not a real island. It's based in that same area. But oh, they okay, work gotcha. with they, they work with uh, the local police, and it's of course it's a British guy with British humor working with the Caribbean police force. And it's actually pretty it's pretty entertaining because it's mm. a culture clash and all it's, that. Right. It's it's uh, uh, uh what's called it what is it called um appropriation get out of their country get. <laughs> Yeah, it's all their own cases. So I, I think <laughs> this specific—I I can't remember the name of it—but this specific fake country was uh, colonized by France first, and then it was colonized by the Brits. Henceforth, why the Brits mm. are over there, you know, helping—you know—they're subjects of Her Majesty or were at one point. Um, Her Majesty. It, and either way, uh, it's a pretty interesting show. Um, the crimes are definitely—it's it's just nice to see. Hey, they're in the freaking paradise, and there's just murders everywhere. It's great, right? Right, <laughs> tropical paradise, and people just getting offed. Oh, <laughs> like, like, hey, this, enjoy it. Enjoy. This island has less than 500 kp. I don't know how many. This this island has less than you know a million people, and you know, there's a murder every week. Yeah, that, that's kind of. I, I, I blame the colonization. Maybe if you had stayed <laughs> off the island, they'd be more peaceful. You brought your war. That's right. <laughs> and, and your smallpox. <laughs> and your smallpox. And, and then uh, that's pretty much it for TV. Uh, from a personal perspective, we've been making a lot of bread. You know, 
we've been you know making sourdough bread and things like that. The so pandemic is is over yeah. in quotation marks. You still out yeah, here but it's doing it's, hobbies. It's, <laughs> we're doing hobbies still, but it, but it just tastes better. Okay, it just tastes better. I, I bet. So How long nice. does it last though? Because you're you're obviously you're not doing big big uh, bread like. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing like loaves, you know, standard size loaves. And they you know what I mean? Like the, the organization, like Big Bread, like Big big Pharma. Like you're not doing Big Bread. You're not putting in, in those GMOs and nonsense. So how long does, does real bread last? So if you, it lasts probably like four, five, six days uh, on okay. the counter. So it's not bad. I mean, it'll last. And it's, it, when it's fresh like that, it's just, it just tastes so much better. And we you don't say you probably was. like devour, devour it. It's it delicious. It, it's delicious. Um. But that's my week. Pretty light. Still studying for. I'm probably gonna take my Azure exam at some point. I'm. I finished okay. all my Udemy courses, and I'm. Is just that go. is that free or did you have to pay for the courses you're you're currently taking? Oh, the Udemy. So the Udemy courses, I just pay for the yearly subscription. So I paid oh, once. I it's like two hundred bucks for the year. But to me, it's like you know, it's it's something to always listen to when you know you're interested in a topic. They have everything from like learning how to. Python, Excel, or, you know, even public speaking, right? they've got topics about everything. Right? So okay. I, I do recommend Udemy. It's kind of like, I mean, LinkedIn Learning's got that, um, but you do need to pay for premium. But I think Udemy's got a, I think it's a more uh, mature uh, course list. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Now, link, LinkedIn cracked down on the renewing your, uh, your military subscription. So I no longer have premium. <laughs> Yeah. Quick, think, quick before, like, quick question before we uh, flip over to Shannon. What does your hat mean? Do I need to blur that? No. So the the hat means earn uh, earnings before interest, taxes, uh, uh, depreciation, and amortization. It's a finance joke. So so much EBITDA is actually the bottom line. So okay. whenever whenever a CEO or somebody talks about, hey, what's they all executives only care about this. This mm, is like okay. earnings before for interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a finance thing. So gotcha. So uh, speaking of finance, like I get a lot of connection requests on LinkedIn from people who are in finance. Is it because I'm a veteran and they think that I have disposable income to do something with, or is it because of the show? And they think I'm making some kind of money off of it, which I'm not. <laughs> Why are all these finance people connecting with me on LinkedIn all of a sudden? It used to be certifications. Now it's finance people. Like, what is happening? You know, I think it's financial advisors. Is that what it is? At least three or four a week. And if I accept the connection, immediately they follow up with, hey, let me sell you something. Or, hey, can I have... Can I get? Can you get on my calendar? I, like, I think they're trying to. I think they're trying to go after min, the minority audience that you that you. I don't want to say cater to, but that you're 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 trying to get information out to mm, on those things where, gotcha. like historically, minorities are not too much into you know that space. You know what I mean? Um, so that's probably gotcha. what it is. is. They're going for an audience we're trying to get at right now, especially if they're trying to sell you something as soon as you get on. Be like, hey sell this and then you can get on the show and then talk but then then you get on the show and talk about it hey i did this that and the third and that's that publicity i wish i learned about uh, iras roth iras you know hsas and all those things when i was like 18 didn't didn't care about like it's like it's the ragathian theorem no teach me how to balance a checkbook (laughs) i think you know that that it's it's also just like i think it's part of uh 
you know, I, I didn't grow up with that, you know, low education, you know, parents never heard from you want to make sure you're matching your 401, make sure you're putting at least 6%, buddy, because, uh, you know, you're going to get that 401k match, you know, we, we never got that education. So it's just, you know, it's, it's, but, you know, as long as you start at some point in your life, you're good, I think. All right. Without further ado, bring it over here to Shannon. <laughs> now, now that we cleared up these audio issues. Uh, so uh, my week was kind of light too, man. Um, I watched, I rewatched the movie, The Flash. Um, it kept popping up whenever I would go to Max and I was like, hey, let me, it's in my list. Let me go ahead and watch it again. Um, and I, I still like it. I know there was a lot of people that were like, ah, the movie wasn't that great, but I think it's because they don't like Ezra Miller. So, but for right, me, so I was like, like Ezra Miller gets away with Vision. way too much. Like, man, whatever. We'll, we'll get there later. And, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not condoning anything he did. This cult he tried to start and, and physical assault. Like, I'm not for that. But like, for me, and we've talked about this on the show before, like I can separate the two, like what you do in your personal life and what you do as an actor, like pretending to be someone else. I can separate the two, but I still thought it was good as I watched it again. And I was just like, man, Michael Keaton, probably still the best Batman. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's still, still my favorite Batman. I, yeah. Like obviously Christian, Christian Bale's up there too, but yeah, Michael Keaton, cause it, it's, it's also childhood nostalgia. Like he was, I had him on VHS. He was my Batman until mm-hmm. the, uh, George no, I, like, I, I just think he did a good job. Like Michael Keaton is versatile too. Like if you look at his career and the things that he's done, you're like, man, like this dude has done it all. He's been a hero. He's been a villain because in the Spider-Man series is a villain. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he just, he does it all. Um, but no, it was, it was, it was a good, good thing to watch. Um, I continued watching uh, the series Superstore. I'm, I'm hooked on that, man. It's funny to be, and I've, I've been running through that pretty good. I started to watch and I didn't even get through the first episode yet uh, just because of time, not because I didn't like it, but the live action Avatar, the last airbender. Have you guys seen this? I've heard that- rave. I've heard good things about it. It I've is heard starting good out things really about good. It. it is starting out is really good. A live action on Netflix, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. So they're not calling him Ang. Okay. His name is Ang, <laughs> right? So that's the first change from uh, well, who was it? Was it M. Light Shyamalan that did the one, the movie? Yeah, it's, good. it's starting out really good. I'm just like, well, and like the fighting in it, like it's like the animated series. You get a lot of fighting in there and everything too. And I'm just like, okay, I'm down. You know, that's my thing. I know there's a story to tell. I get it. But I'm gonna check it out. I feel like a poser though. I didn't watch the, the cartoon. I I watched some of it. I didn't watch it all the way through, but I had seen a good bit of episodes and the way it's starting yeah, off. I'm well, I've seen just enough to be kind of aware, you know. I mean it's 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 pretty cool. You know, it's not Naruto good, but it's it's good. Right, right. And don't don't come from your audience. I did call the cartoon because it's not an anime. It was not made in Japan. That's it was a made fact. In, the, in the U.S., all right? There's fact. a distinction. It's still a good cartoon, but you're not going to call it an anime. You're not going to judge me for calling the cartoon. I said it. <laughs> Here's what you need to know. So if the, if, the, if the viewership goes down on this episode, you'll know what did it. That was the moment. Like, that was the breaking point. <laughs> that's what it was. You can't but take no, the slander. <laughs> It's pretty now, good. If you though, call right? an anime a cartoon, then you'd have zero. You'd have zero viewers. <laughs> right. Because I'm a big animation. Right. I'm not exactly. Castlevania. Castlevania uh, on Netflix, that's not an anime. That's a cartoon. It's really good. Don't get me wrong. Anime inspired, but uh, that's it. I, I'm done with my rant now. <laughs> what else did you get into, Shannon? Because that's, that's a good one. I'm going to check that one out because I didn't even know it was out yet. I, it's recent because I want to say earlier in the week, last week, I, I don't think it was out. 
I think it was mm. a coming soon like trailer thing. I don't think there was any episodes out there, so I'd have to look and see when it came out. But like, again, I haven't even got through the first episode, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with this because it's it's pretty good, uh, and it's live action. And like watching the animated series, like if you watch the animated series and you watch the 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 one on Netflix, I'm like, man, they seem to have done a very good job in casting on this thing, man. Like it could gotcha. all be AI. Like I could be, I like. I'm thinking it's good. Like it could all be AI, and I'm like, man, y'all fooled me. Y'all got it down now. Like, <laughs> but no, good but stuff. And speaking of, speaking of AI, how impressed were you with with Sora? Like, so earlier in the week, I sent you guys uh, the video. I think I think uh, Chris was already on it because LinkedIn's been talking about it a lot because it's oh, yeah. disruptive. But I told Shannon, I warned you before I showed you. I wish I just sent it to you first. I could not pick up like you were talking about like the hand stuff and that. Like I. If I wasn't looking for it because you said it, I probably wouldn't have noticed it. Like it was, yeah, it's crazy. Except for the legs thing. When the lady was walking down the street, I don't know if you see it. It does this weird thing where it, it cartwheels her legs every so many frames. It's like, a, it's a weird optical illusion. I think it's with the purple lights or whatever, when she's walking down the street, at the, I didn't notice. But only because somebody told me to, you know, look for it. Like it's the only reason I noticed it. Like, but like the dogs in the snow with the f- real physics with the snow. I'm like, yo, it's most realistic. coming for our jobs. <laughs> that was the most realistic. The, the puppies in the snow, and I even said that. Like when I when I sent it back to you, I was like, that looked like very real. Like if my dogs were back in the backyard, where it snowed out here in Colorado, that's what it would look like. <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's. Did, did you guys amazing. see that recent article about uh, Tyler Perry halting production of the? The, his studio in Atlanta area, because yes. he he did mention AI being one of the reasons. I found that to be super interesting. So I saw well, it. But I, go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Go first. So I saw it, but I think the reason for it is I think he just wants to scale it down. So like the scale of what the studio was going to be that he was going to continue with. I just don't think all of that is necessary in this day and age. Like you're still going to have to have people for certain things. Like maybe the studio can be scaled down to just make it a. Uh, Make it like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not like a production. I'm trying to distinguish the difference here. It's not a production studio where you have people going around and everything, but more like a, what am I trying to say? Like creating soft, like CGI, CGI, you know what I mean? And, and AI and things of that nature. Like you require less mm-hmm. space to that. You may have a larger server farm, you know what I mean? To make that happen, but you're not going to require right. this space for, for people actually walking around, building sets and things of that nature. I think that's what he's going to do. Because I think it, it did, like he did give the reason as seeing the AI. He was like, this is totally different from what I, what he had heard about it. And it was totally different from what he thought it was going to be. Because it was, I mean, it's amazing what's out there right now. But I don't think he's going to stop it altogether. It was just like they mentioned how many studios it was going to be, the square footage and all that, and the amount of money. And I was like, he'll just pair it down. So that, and that's why I was going to kind of also go that route. Because uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the virtual studios they're making now. So like NVIDIA and – or no, not NVIDIA. I'm sure NVIDIA is involved in it somehow. But uh, Unreal. So have you seen like Epic makes Unreal? So Unreal is a, a an engine that's used for gaming, but it's also used for film. So a lot of films are using Unreal tools to make virtual uh, sets where the actors are able to interact with a green screen that has images in the fore background, and they can see the camera moving. They can it's it's ridiculous. Like I'll send you a video of what they can do in it, and a lot more uh, studios are using that. So I was thinking in my head that he's just going to consolidate. I don't need as many 
uh, sets when I could have a few of these virtual sets as opposed to the, the other one. But also the uh, smaller jobs like writing, like right now we're using AI, like all this stuff is being captured by the uh, the platform. Uh, and then I'm going to get, it's going to give me AI generated show notes. It's going to give me uh, what it believes to be the best clips for me to, to pare down and change. Uh, and then it also changed the aspect ratio depending upon the, um, the specific um, social media platform I'm trying to post it to. That was all somebody else's job. I would have to go and find either an intern or go to Fiverr and, and pay for it. And now it's all baked into the tool. It's going to be disruptive. <laughs> it's going to change the industry. A lot of these side hustles are going to get hit and they're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to become an AI prompt guru so that you can make better content than I can make. So then I pay you again. Because right now I just pop that, like I take the show notes, I pop it into a uh, co-pilot and I say, hey, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I take the transcript. So I take the, the transcript from the clips I stick it into Copilot and I say, hey, help me to write a LinkedIn post promoting this clip. And it's done in seconds. That used to be me sitting here trying to scribble in my notepad, figuring it out. I ain't got to do that no more. I don't, have to, I don't have to make concise show notes anymore. It even breaks it down by chapter. I think I sent that to you guys where I can now take all that. It just gives me the show notes with the chapters. I stick it in the YouTube and I'm done. That used to take me... 15, 20, 30 minutes sometimes. Our AI overlords that'll be here in six months will appreciate that from you. I appreciate that. I could be their human prompt, the mayor of one of their cities as they take over. AI run cities. That's the future. AI run, AI built cities, AI design roads, AI design schools, AI everything. Make it more uh, efficient. Take all Mm -hmm. the human knowledge that we have on the internet and make this better. I think that is the definitely the future, and it's no longer a fad or a buzzword. Speaking of which, I got to share with you guys some content. So as a content creator and uh, a cybersecurity thought leader, I've had him on the show, uh, I want to say a month and a half ago or two months ago, Alan Wesley. Like this dude is doing some amazing things with AI, and uh, uh, you have to see it. Like he told me he, he, he told me he was using AI to generate episodes. And I was like, that's interesting. And I've, I finally saw it where he's able to put everything in the prompts or whatever. It has his face. His lips are moving. It goes to his co-hosts, which are not real people. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> He'll be back on the show. I think I think we record next week. You should do a, an, an episode where, hey, you just AI generate us. You plug in, in this episode <laughs> into whatever it, AI and make an AI episode. Hey, have us talking about sports. <laughs> So, so, you know? that, so my, my kids uh, do dabble in the TikToks, even though I tell them that not to. I don't restrict them from TikTok watching. They don't have, they don't generate stuff. They just absorb it. But what I saw, the trend is to have a video. So you'll have the talking head, the person talking about whatever they're talking about. And then another video underneath it or above it or whatever arrangement that has someone doing something. They're either building something, they're making something, there's video game footage, whatever. It's, it's. For me, it is uh, a, a visual audio nightmare because I don't I, I don't want to see these two things. But for whatever reason, their generation has ADHD. They have to see someone doing something while they're doing something else. They have to be distracted. It's weird. I want to create the episode in the future, right? When Sora's out there in the world, and make it like generate this episode in an anime 
and it just has us like fighting Dragon Ball Z style. <laughs> 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 Talking about the episode, like, I, like my imagination is just running wild. I can't wait for this to be real so I can then use it. And then the, the people who make drone footage and all that other stuff, like the B-roll footage, man, your days are numbered. If you're you're done, bro. <laughs> your B-roll, days you're are done. numbered. So, so you got to so find a new with, hustle. With this, dra- with this Dragon Ball thing, is it going to be like, you know, we're talking about something, and then at the end of the episode, it's like, Kamehame, MFA! Like, what are we like, what are we, what, I, I want it. I want it happening while we're talking about it. Like, you have, you have us on the top talking, and then underneath it, it's AI-generated a, a episode of us fighting while talking about it or something like that. Like, at the same time, real time. That's what I want. <laughs> I love it. That's how you bring the people in. You give them what they want. I don't know. But uh, that I believe, like, like AI is not a fad anymore. Like everybody was like, ah, oh, it's a fad. We're gonna stop talking about it. Like everybody's sick of hearing the word AI on everything. Like le- legitimately, in one week, I made the leap of one year. Like all this stuff that I'm generating the, the past week, all the different articles. Like, like ask like Shannon's not on LinkedIn. I like that. Ask Ab. Like ask Chris. Chris has seen a lot of posts from me, and that, that is just me using the same amount of time I would have used. To and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be hard on myself, be kind of lazy. I do the, the bare minimum to get it out because there's a lot of work to generate five episodes every week, two recording sessions, uh, and I do just what needs to be done to get it out there. In that same amount of time, I was able to do ten times more. It's crazy. Like even stuff I wasn't even thinking about doing. I was like, now now I'm going. I'm burning new time because of it. Because I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could do this. I wonder if I could do that. Like AI, man. It is it. It's it. <laughs> AI is him. <laughs> it really is. It really it is. is. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, so my week. So uh, first the PSA, like, share, subscribe. Look for us on social medias. The other side of the FW or Ask Us SP everywhere, pretty much. Uh, look me up personally on LinkedIn. Look for the articles and the, the new uh, blog which uh, I did it last week and plan on doing it this week. Uh, 2024, I plan to maximum effort, right? I want to see what happens if I use all these new tools on a consistent basis every week for the rest of the year. So that's my pledge to the, uh, to the audience. I want to see what happens with the, uh, the podcast. Um, that's how I'm going to stop. <laughs> After like 2025, I'm not doing it no more, but I just want to see like, again, I feel like I'm doing, it feels like I, I've, I'm doing 10 times the amount of things uh, in the same amount of time. So I'm very excited. So we'll see how this year uh, goes through. Uh, and then uh, outside of that, what I've been doing is playing Hell Divers 2. I'm addicted. This game is amazing. I don't know if you guys have uh, seen videos of it. It is basically Starship Troopers, the video game. Uh, it is it's everything I always wanted. It's It's hilarious. It's fun. Uh, it's not pay to win because I hate games of a service. Said the word hate. I do not like them. I don't don't give it to me for free and then charge me uh, money to play it adequately. Like this was forty bucks as a budget title. It, it was so budget I bought it twice. I bought mine for the PS5 and then uh, uh, Junior liked it and I got it for him on Steam so way we could play together. So uh, eighty bucks for that experience, not bad. And then everything in it, you can give it money if you want to, but it doesn't necessarily unlock things faster. It's it's weird. Um, 
you can cut down some of the grind. You don't have to find, like you can find all the currency, you can find all the things by playing the missions. You can cut down a little bit of the currency, but you still have to play to unlock things. So you can't just pay to unlock things. You can pay for the privilege of not having to find the money scattered around the map, but I've been finding the money. Like they're not stingy with it. I've been finding it. So I don't even have to give them, it's like 10 bucks. If I give them 10 bucks, they give me a thousand credits. Or I can just play for 10 days probably. And I'm going to find a thousand credits anyway. So I'm fine with that. Um, and it's just hilarious. Even when you lose, you still win because it's funny. You're fighting the bugs, Starship Trooper style, or you're fighting the robots, Terminator style. And both are uh, fun. It's easy to jump in. They fixed a lot of the network issues because people couldn't get in because it was, it was so packed. So now they've opened the cap up to 700,000 concurrent players can play at the same time. That's a lot of people. Sony has a hit on their hands. I'm just saying. That doesn't seem and like and enough. Final Fantasy VII. That doesn't seem like enough. Seven hundred thousand? Is it really? That's a lot. That's a lot. Because usually you get a million people, but you don't get them at, at the same time. It's <clears throat> spread out over the the first week. We had a million concurrent players. You know what I mean? Like they hype it up. Like no, this legitimately had. I think their their previous cap was like three hundred fifty thousand or four hundred thousand, and there was queues. Like I would try to get in, and I just had to wait. It would just give me a countdown of 30 seconds and then it would be like, well, no space. Here's 30 more seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so to the point where the developer was like, Hey, uh, you don't have to buy it this week. Like, let us figure this out. <laughs> and then but when we let you know, you can purchase it, you can buy it. Uh, I, I rarely hear people say, turn on money. They're like, we, we can't, we ain't got the space. You gotta, you gotta chill out. We, you're doing towards hell diving right now. So I'm loving it though. Like, uh, you definitely should check it out. I think it has a long tail and it's something you could pick up and, and, and put down. Cause I'm about to put it down because final fantasy seven drops on Thursday on the leap day, same day as the Matthew Hill episode. Please check that out. Matthew Hill is the CEO of we going to learn today, uh, is the biggest black history website. So definitely check him out. Check out the episode. It drops on the leap day, the 29th. And then, uh, final fantasy seven is going to take my life over. They say it's like a good, 80 to 120 hour game if you do everything. I'm not. I'm going to mainline it. I was going to say, you don't do, you don't ever do everything, though. Like, you're like, hey, mainline, see what I get out of that. Like, if that's 10 hours. Like I said, that, that's 80 to 90 hours just to, to, mainline? to mainline it. And Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game of all time. It's the, the game that got me into RPGs. It's my favorite PlayStation game of all time. Uh, and they, the end game looks like the CGI from when we were kids. Like, the characters look like CGI. It is amazing the detail. Like they use Unreal uh, Engine to uh, to do it. I don't know if you've seen it, Chris. Like it, it is a I Final Fantasy dream. <laughs> I saw all the not so safe for work stuff too. It was like, oh my god. Or the uh, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, these guys are just. Uh, there's there's stay away from that stuff, please. These people are not the, real. Stop the PC making them. versions, the PC <laughs> versions of these games. You know, you get third party hands on it. They'll just, right. the my community, I'll let, I'll let the audience decide. Like, imagination goes that way. <laughs> Go sideways. People, leave my childhood alone. <laughs> <laughs> leave it alone, all right? Um, but no, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab it day one. I'll probably preload it um, in the next couple of days because it's a massive game. I'm going to have to delete something. Shannon, what am I going to delete? Horizon. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. I'm going to get to it one day. It won't be... It won't be any of these days coming up. And I don't know why, man. Like, I like the lead character and Alloy. I like 
the uh, it's amazing looking. It's got the dystopian dystopic future thing happening. I just cannot get into that game. I don't know. Was it you that sent me that that video of the guy that he has to free up space on his on his console? And Aloy was the one that had to go. So like, I... <laughs> right. he made the pledge to her that he's gonna finally play the game. He's like he's talking to her, and she looks just like Aloy too. That's yeah. pretty good casting or whatever. And then Spider Man pops up, and he's like, "Hey, bro." He's like, ah, "I'm sorry, Alice." <laughs> I made room for Spider-Man. I got to do it. But now in my case, it's Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth. I am super excited. I, I love all things Final Fantasy VII related. Um, so this is a dream come true. It only took uh, 25 years <laughs> to make it look how I think it looked in my brain. It's crazy. Um, so super excited about that. And then uh, I'm going to start watching, like you, you suggested, live action. Um, everybody there, I'm going to check that out. Uh, I, I do feel like a poser though. Like I should have watched the cartoon first. I just, I, I, my kids weren't interested in it, even though it looked great. I don't know. My children never watched it either. Like it was me. Like, and again, I didn't watch everything, but I know enough. You know what I mean? So like, if you like, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to do a side by side comparison of like the live action and the animated characters to see how good that casting is. Cause as I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, and that's how I remember him looking in the animated, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm like, if it's AI, I'm not surprised. Like that was that casting was too good, <laughs> you know. Right, right. But yeah, I'm super excited about that as well. And then um, there's a movie. I got to see if it's if it's uh, for rent yet. It's a uh, Talk to Me or something like that. It's a, a scary joint by A24. They they always make the really good horror thriller ones. It's the basically they have a hand or something of a cadaver. And if you if you hold it, you could talk to the dead people or whatever. But it was it was rated one of the scariest movies of last year. So I'm just like, yes, give it to me, <laughs> give me all the scariness. I can't wait. So I'm gonna check that out probably tonight. What is that in? Oh, in Halo. Orange. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Scary. <laughs> uh. Nothing is truly like the Portergeist or the Exorcist. They they right, can't yeah. like we just can't suspend our disbelief. It's the the being able to bake in the jump scares and give you the suspense is the best they can do. Because you're never gonna get the the girl running down the stairs backwards. That's still scary <laughs> to this day. You're never gonna get another Exorcist. It's just not possible. But you know you can you can get people to pull them into a scene and then do the jump scare. You know what I mean? Like get them invested and then kill the person you like. Like you could do that. So I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> um, and then Halo. So Halo uh, season two is back out um, and it's better. So still it, it's okay. I don't, I, I wouldn't say, I would say it's like a seven. I didn't really hear good things about the first season. I don't know. First, um, first season only had like two or three great episodes, and then the mm-hmm. rest were very mediocre. This season, they're trying to do the opposite. Um, and right now, they're kind of doing the Fall of Reach, but their own version of it. And people are mad, like, A, because Master Chief takes his helmet off. But if you pay a real actor to play Master Chief, he's not going to be rocking the helmet all day. Sorry, it's not yeah. a game. But so far in the Fall of Reach, he doesn't have the, the armor on either. They are really leaning into the fanboys on this one. I'm like, it's the Master Chief running around. 
and it's one of the the best storylines, plot lines from the Halo franchise. And he's not in the armor; he's just running around. <laughs> I'm like, people are upset. <laughs> like, you can at least put the armor on him. So he's trying to get to his armor. Is basically where I'm at currently. I don't know if he. I assume he gets to it, and then he starts wrecking shop. But uh, they make the bad guy scary again. Like, remember when you play uh, Halo and you would run into um, an elite with a sword? That would be terrifying. You'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs> he might kill me. And then it got less scary as you got through Halo because they just... Master Chief was OP. It's a power fantasy. In the show, uh, he has limits. Like, he could take on two or three of these guys, but more of those, they they, they whooping on the Chief. So I, I think it's good. I think they're doing a good job. And the dude that plays, I can't remember his name, actor's name, but he is built like Master Chief. He is a humongous human being. Like, they show him on the set, standing next to regular people, and he's like, remember Game of Thrones, the mountain, standing next to him? Just like it's that. Like, it's like that. Like, this dude is humongous. So I'm like, you did great casting. Like, you did a good job there. Um, but people just, people want what they want. They, they don't want you to make a new story. They want you to, like, make a movie out of what I played. And that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, and that wouldn't be a good adaption. Like, you'd already know what's coming up. Like, The, the Last of Us, one of the greatest video game adaptions of all time, it played with the story a little bit. Like people were like upset, like oh, you know, the girl doesn't look like the right girl and stuff like that. They they steady winning awards. Like people love that show. Like I love that show. I thought they did a great job, but you can't do it in a one for one adaption because mm-hmm. then it wouldn't be it wouldn't like I could just play the game. Curious to see how they all adapt the second season because I wasn't a fan of Last of Us two uh, in terms of some of the choices they made. It's gonna, be, it's gonna piss people off. It's gonna be it's gonna be our red wedding because we already have it. We know it's gonna happen. <laughs> But I think they can definitely, um, for that character, they can make they can get us to uh, get to the point where we like that additional character, right? To to the right, same level as right. we like Ellie, right? Because it's like because you can't just you know just shift and change up. If you got, yeah. I don't want to do spoilers, but you can't just do a one eighty on the on the on the right. in TV. It's just too jarring. I think I think HBO is going to knock it out. I think they're going to do a good job. I think what they're going to do, like this is me. Um, because they, there's a third game potentially going to come out. They've, they've already, Neil Druckmann, the uh, the director uh, of the uh, the Last of Us series, Naughty Dog alum, and he's on, he's a showrunner on the, the show. He's he's alluded to there there might be a part three to the Last mm-hmm. of Us. So I think they're going to stretch, not in a bad way, but they have to. The Last of Us Part Two, the game, when they adapt it to the series, I think it's going to be at least two seasons on HBO. I don't think they're going to do a one season because it's they're they they have to sit. There's synergy there. If you want to sell this video game as well as you want people to be happy with the series, because like me and you know they're not going to be happy. <laughs> Some they're of the decisions not. they're going to make, you you can't do it in one season. They're going to have to do it over two seasons. They're going to have to give the people what they want, and they're going to have to make time for the Naughty Dog team to start building this game. So it's going to be so at least, be at least two seasons to adapt the second game. So doesn't HBO already have a history? Opinion. Well, doesn't HBO already have a history of going forward before the source material comes out? They did it with Game of Thrones. George R. R. Martin hadn't written before they wrapped it up in their series, so they have a history. And, and of look how happy, look how happy we are about that. Okay, you might be on to something. You might be on to something. I never read the books. Like I don't, I never read the books, so I don't know. And I, I didn't I read the books either. 
But that last, the ending of that season was trash. So I can only imagine people who read the books were even more upset. Oh yeah. You took me, what was it, eight seasons? You Eight seasons to get here? Man, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I tell people, I, I legitimately tell people who have not watched it, they're like, hey, should I watch Game of Thrones? I'm like, no. <laughs> I literally tell minute. people, I don't watch it, that. It's crazy. <laughs> people are still like... Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, even the people, I know people that hated the original Game of Thrones, they're still watching House of the Dragon. I'm like, you're still watching House of the Dragon, dude. Get out I, of I here. I did watch it. It was pretty good. <laughs> it wasn't bad. But like, it's like, yeah, fake hater. You still love it. <laughs> and then when the, when the Jon Snow show comes out, I'm watching that too. Oh, yeah. No, Shana, so I, I told you before I knew. Like, I told you before it concluded. If I had I seen the end of season eight, I, I don't watch that. Don't even get invested. You you got me in there early though, so like I think they were only on like season four or five or something like that. It was it was great. Yeah. You were like you gotta watch it. You gotta watch through the red wedding and like and I've said it before on the show and I've told you like it, by the time it got to that point I was like this is old hat for me like I'm used to stuff like this happening mm-hmm. in this series so I wasn't as thrilled about it as other people were. I was gonna say wait a minute now when did you when did this turn for you because you were recruiting hard for them. It, it, it legitimately turned to season eight. Like even season seven was good. Like you saw that they were going somewhere. You're like, oh man, the season eight is going to be epic. They're talking about making movies out of the uh, the last mm-hmm. season. And then I think it was either budget or something happened. Like aside from aside from the books not being written, I think there was a decision made. Like it's okay to land it with the way we're going to land it because there's so much more stuff that we have planned. It's fine. But they didn't know that the blowback was going to be as hard as it was. Like, oh yeah, that was bad. Like, you could have just delayed it. <laughs> like, instead of doing what you did there. Like, I get you can't wait for this dude to finish his books. He still hasn't finished his books. Like, it, it's, it's he's unreliable in that regard. But that's that's fine. Like, that's for the book readers. Like for us, you should just do a better job. <laughs> but then you run the risk of losing Being actors better. at that point. You run the risk of losing actors that are in with a delay. So like it happened because of the writer's strike. So like uh what's his name? Uh oh man, for Invincible. Gotta plays Mark. Oh Steven Yoon. So like for him, he had to drop out of uh was it Thunderbolts? Was it Thunderbolts he had to drop out mm-hmm. So because like because of the writer's strike, it delayed some stuff and he had commitments elsewhere. Like you'd run into the same thing. And some of them actors are old too. Like they may not be around anymore in like three years, you know, stuff like that. So I think they were just like, we got to make it happen. Let's go ahead and do it. Get get these contracts knocked out, wrapped up and be done. It wasn't dissatisfying because it, it wasn't uh, well-written because it was, it was not well-written. It was dissatisfying because it felt as though they ran out of time of some sort. Like there was a constraint. Either there was like, we're out of money or we're out of time or something. It was just so abrupt. Like they took their time to develop something. And then the last season, they're just like rushing through. And that's not just, that's a, that's an objective opinion. Cause no one liked, it. I can't, I don't know. I can't find anyone on social media that liked it. <laughs> so unanimously, you did a bad job. How, if you had, if you did so well beforehand, like no one, no one died because usually that happens. Like the, the, the person who's in charge of something dies or quits or bad blood. Like, no, it was all the same showrunners, all the same writers, all the same everything. So there had to be some kind of, some, some kind of truncation, like 
this has to stop here because of something out of their control. And I don't know what that, I, I still haven't said what that was, but you could tell something happened. You're just like, what? <laughs> that's terrible. But that's, that's enough from the Game of Thrones podcast. All right. Like I'm not, <laughs> can't keep beating that dead horse. <laughs> we all know it was bad, but um, no, like, so I, I think Halo was not going to satisfy everybody, but it's okay. Uh, especially to be only on Paramount. It's not on a, a big network like HBO or it's not on TV like ABC. It's only for people who have the streaming service. Uh, I don't think it has to be amazing. It just has to be good enough. And I think it's good enough. Uh, so if you're a Halo fan, I'd, I'd suggest watching it. I don't know if it's going to make it past three or four seasons because um, it, it's it's just good enough. You know what I mean? Like it's not at mm-hmm. any point... Uh, at least not yet, it hasn't done anything where I'm like, oh man, they, they're really gonna, uh, you know, turn this into a, f- a, a booming franchise. I think, nah, it's just we're keeping the IP alive, we're keeping people interested because we don't have a game for them yet. Uh, and then when we do, we'll probably wrap up this uh, this TV show. So I'm gonna I didn't play Final like, Fantasy VII. Finish the first season. So like, if if it, if it has a tie in to where you have to know stuff from the first season, I'm probably not gonna. I'm gonna be no, lost. like uh, it. It was so jarring. The way the second season starts is so jarring. I was like, did I miss an episode? So you do not have to watch the the first season. Uh, I mean, I think you've watched enough of the first season to, to understand uh, enough of the characters to move forward. You don't have to finish the the first season because it doesn't like that last episode is just weird. You're just like, what are you doing? So then on the, the first episode of the sex season, they're like about that jump forward or they skipped or they, they it's a weird thing where I was just like, like it confused me enough where I had to pause it and be like, did I miss the episode? And I was like, oh, I guess they just don't care about this anymore. Okay, click <laughs> back to play. So they, they listened to the fans and they ripped it out. So, but I think that pretty much wraps up this episode so definitely continue to tune in people like share subscribe all that good stuff hit up all the social medias you can now read watch and listen to us on all the platforms and all the formats so thank you ai uh and then uh definitely uh share us with your friends uh give us a good rating on your platform of choice or just a rating in general just so we can get some feedback and then uh get us out there in, the, in all the socials and then you can hit me up personally i'm at ryry security guy that's ryry security guy you can find me on linkedin clubhouse twitter threads instagram and the company tiktok i don't have a tiktok and you chris you can find me on linkedin under chris abcon last name spelled a bacon there it is stay safe stay secure Thank you.